Welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of the Global Gamers Podcast and episode 5 of our Halloween Yeah, we had to sneak one pretty good. We had to sneak one more Halloween one in uh, while we could. And uh, I know it's just it's just going to make it into the month right on the Halloween day properly. Uh, in the spirit of that, I think we have saved, dare I say, the best for last. Definitely the Definitely spookiest, the spookiest for, last. for last, for sure. Um, did you have yeah. a good Halloween weekend? I, I mean, the, I guess the day of we I haven't did. had yet. I but. did. Yeah. Um, it's interesting when you're an adult, when Halloween is mm-hmm. on a weekday. Because there's nothing really to do. Usually, <laughs> usually um, I so agree. it's kind of the weekend. I, I'm actually doing something this year, which is unusual. Um, which is Georgetown Theater is doing a special screening of Spirited Away. the The Studio okay. Ghibli film. That's not. That's not like a Halloween. No, it's movie. not. I don't know why they're doing it on Halloween. No. But- I've never seen it, so we're checking it out. See, that's just... But isn't that that just you doing something on a Tuesday? It has nothing Mm, to do with Halloween. Yeah, maybe. Although, although, do you think it's a coincidence that they have it on Halloween? Like, they could have picked any Tuesday. Well, why not pick a Halloween? It's a fair question. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But anyway, my weekend was uh it was pretty good. Um what did I do on Friday? Oh, I played uh Expeditions and? again on Friday. Nice. And it was fun. Have you ever I you won. haven't lost that game, um, have you? Yeah, I lost I've lost a couple times. I don't know. I, I thought played. you beat me every time. Well, I think you and I played twice. I think you beat me the first time. Maybe. I think I won the second time because I played yeah. it way more that second time. Um, yeah, but it was it was fun. And then last night, because we're recording this on a Sunday, um, I went to a Halloween party that was very impressive. Um, the name of the like on the invitation they sent out was. Um, Barbie's Nightmare That's a pretty Dreamhouse. good theme. And yeah, and they actually they really went for it. Um there was like a giant Barbie face that was covered in demon <laughs> makeup and they had like a um like an exercise bike in whoever's house it was and they put a full body skeleton on it in a witch hat and all like strobe wow. lights, fog machine. Where do you even get a fog machine? Um that's commitment, yeah. right? It, well, it, it, it set off yeah. the fire alarm, <laughs> and um, the bathroom was upstairs, and they had like flashing strobe lights to get to it that were very trippy. Mm-hmm. And then inside the bathroom, there was a motion sensor in the bathroom doll that was yes, and it was right by the sink. And the bathroom lights were like, oh my, black lights. what's the very dark what is the Halloween equivalent of and, an Easter egg? Because I feel like that's what that is—a Jack in the Box, maybe. Well, it's funny you say Jack in the Box because basically, because she was motion censored when yeah. you, because she was close to the sink when you go to wash your hands. That's how you could tell who <laughs> washes their hands or not, whether they came back from the bathroom terrified 
Um, she's like this doll just starts singing like a trick or treat song, and then midway through, she just sprang up and her eyes wow. turned bright red. Yeah, it it these, terrified these me. These folks must um, really. I, have, I like took a, I took a video of it. I was, yeah, I was very impressed, and I also mm-hmm. very much like Halloween, so I was, I felt, I felt, you know, yeah, yeah, that's uh, affirmed. That's pretty valid, valid in my in my clown makeup. Yeah, and I did a last minute Joker costume, which was fun, and it was very last minute because I really i I decided on that on well you you've done Batman themed Um, ones before. I remember you did Two Face. I have. I've done Mm -hmm. Two Face and the Scarecrow. So I kind of I'm slowly working working through through the whole crew. Yeah. Yeah, one one at some point I'm gonna have to get super hmm, buff. Nice, so I can be. That would be good. Yeah, and when I'm when I'm old, yeah. I'll do penguin. We have time. You ever gonna do uh, <laughs> Riddler or um, Doctor Free, Mister Freeze, or no? Mister Freeze, I would love to. Riddler, have to think about how to make it interesting. Mister Freeze Hard. would be cool, but very yeah. I need my own personal yeah, you fog would. machine. Yeah. Um, um, So, yeah, we did a little Halloween party of our our own, and I, uh, it was not a great costume. Our theme was like, well, the original theme was eras, but we were thinking like time period, like historical eras. So we just changed it to like basically legends of the past because we didn't want it to be Taylor Swift themed. Yeah, you're, that terminology in this yes, day and age is. is inviting. Yeah, a very so specific I was response. I was blockbuster because oh, you know okay. why not pick a an icon from the past that <laughs> you know will will have staying power forever. Yeah, yeah it was a exactly. symbol of its time. But on that note, um, yeah, but. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of things that are time, well, I guess timeless things would be the opposite. Uh, yeah, a haunted house. Yeah. Pretty evergreen. And so today we are talking about the classic game that is now on its mm-hmm. third edition. It's so classic. Uh, Betrayal Indeed. and House on the Hill. Much like, you know, much like everything else in American pop culture these days, just, you know reproduce the same thing with an updated edition and it'll still yeah. be a success so <laughs> speaking of taylor swift <laughs> oh that's funny um do you want me to do you want me to yeah. do a little bit of uh color commentary on the theme and then you do the rules breakdown cool Go so uh betrayal of house on the hill um as ed said this was a game that originally came out in 2004 but um in the last few years had a third edition kind of refresh with some spruced up graphic design come out uh this is a game that is designed by bruce glasgow and a few other designers as well i'm trying to pull up the rest of the names here um and on BGG, it's ranked, 
it's it's got a score of 7.0 and it is ranked number 250 in thematic games but honestly like i feel like that's not nearly doing it enough justice well it says the overall rank is 650 which i think is pretty good if you're in the top thousand that's generally a good sign especially for a game that's been around so long also also what does it mean honestly i'm not sure either i mean maybe it's what you said like the whole (laughs) haunted house like motif and really leaning into that or or is or i wonder or is that like a proxy for um like the role-playing it could be element of it you know like like this isn't a campaign game but it does have that um you know, you have a character and you're playing a role, and especially when you have the haunt triggered and yeah. someone becomes the monster. There's a little bit of that. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, could it be. Could, maybe it's that. Um, but uh, j- just going back over some of the preliminary details, uh, number of artists in this game, uh, Dennis Crab Apple McLean, Christopher Moeller, and Peter Whitley. And this is a game that has been published by a variety of places over time. Avalon Hill, Wizards <laughs> of the Coast, a few others. Um, but basic premise here is we have a cooperative game most of the time until it isn't. And, um, you know, we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but the other thing I just wanted to say about this game is, you know, at the start, you know, you're kind of exploring this house, you're going through a haunted house, seeing what you find. And, you know, the whole point of the game is survival. You're trying to get out of the house alive again. And you've always got to overcome some sort of obstacle in order to do that. And this is a game that's very heavily leaning on storytelling. So, you know, you have these different haunts or these different spooky occurrences that will transpire. And then you've got to kind of roll with the punches and try to contend against some dark force that you're facing using only your wits and some dice and whatever items you happen to find in the house along the way. And uh, usually, as the name suggests, there's some sort of betrayal where a game that starts off as cooperative remains mostly cooperative, except for usually one, maybe one person who switches to the other side, the side of the house. Yeah, the uh, the tagline on the BGG page is explore a haunted house as a team, dot, dot, dot until one of you turns against the rest. And I think that that sums it up. It does pretty much and pretty well. Yeah. So we've got three to six players for this game. I would say probably best with higher player counts generally. And they say playtime of 60 minutes and, you know, not a super complex game coming out in around 2.4 on the complexity rating for BGG. Mm-hmm. I would object. To I the think that's thing generally. a little bit too looking... quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably looking more at, you know, 90 minutes 
kind of um kind yeah. of ballpark area i think the 60 minutes can apply though because as we will get into it the rules there are very random situations in which um the pacing of this game can sway yeah. drastically every time you play it which has to do with you know when That's the haunt is triggered point. how developed how exp- yeah how explored yeah. the house is how many people are playing, how many people need to die off yeah. before, you know, one and team wins. one of the fun things about this yeah. too, thematically is as you're exploring the house, you know, for, I mean, I, I'm, this game's been around a while, so I'm sure a lot of listeners have played it, but on the off chance, there are some that haven't, you might be wondering if you're exploring the house every time, if you've played this game before, how is this different? But because you're laying out mm-hmm. the house, a tile at a time, you know, on one level, it's a little bit like a game like Clue, where you're, you know, exploring this huge abandoned house. Well, I mean, in Clue, it's not abandoned, scene of the crime, but same idea. But instead of having it be on a single board, it's on tiles, kind of like expeditions, where you're exploring... Even even well, more even, variation than that because in expeditions than, they're all they all start in the yeah. same, you know, three regions. Yeah. Everything's yeah, three regions and it's in a very specific yeah. shape. Honestly, not at all the same type of game, but I think the best uh just in terms of the physical layout parallel is honestly like Scrabble. Scrabble. Well, I mean just I guess, like Yeah, yeah the like board you have a Scrabble board, of, but like and yeah, you're combining words every time, but it's gonna everybody's yeah. board is gonna look and the, different. And that's every time. true because but, yeah. based on where you're adding rooms on as you explore, yeah, the shape of the house is not gonna be winning the plaudits of any um city planners or like building code um inspectors anytime soon. <laughs> no. But uh nope, yeah, do you wanna get into do you have anything um, else to add on like setting the setting the um atmosphere before we get into rules no i'll get into rules um as you said this is a game that's been around a while and odds are that most people who will be listening to this have heard of it or played it so i'm not going to get into the details too much also the rules are going to change every time depending on the haunt so i'll just give broad strokes as we said this is a um mm-hmm. semi-cooperative game with the semi being uh you know leaning toward the end of the spectrum yeah. where it's mostly cooperative um and you are just a group of you know you're a, you're a cast of characters lots of archetypes wandering around a haunted house um where you've gone in all trying to mm-hmm. explore it out of curiosity and at some point one of you uh will betray all the others because of something called the haunt there are 50 different haunts in the base game and an additional 50 if you have uh, the Widow's Walk expansion that is part of the second edition, which is the one that we've played the most. Um, so be- and every every game, you're only going to have one haunt. Right. So it's going to be different every time. But, you know, you have um, the mad scientist, the kind of creepy priest, the scared little girl, the curious little boy... Um, all these tropes of people mm-hmm. who'd be wandering around a haunted house having a time. Um, and you're exploring the attic, the basement, 
well, not the attic unless you have to expand, sorry, the ground floor, the upper floor, and the basement. And every tile you explore by just moving through the house is a different room. So you have all sorts of bedrooms, a pentagram chamber, an underground lake, the bloody room, yeah, the so, game some room. Some rooms that are, you know, you more it. habitable and pleasant than others. <laughs> than others. Yeah, it'll be like the game room, which is lovely and has, you know, a pool table and taxidermy mm-hmm. and a piano. And then next to it will be, you know, the yeah. organ room with mm-hmm. human remains. Yeah. Um, but it yes, lends it very does. well to storytelling. And you're, every time you go into one of these rooms, for the most part, you're going to be receiving um, one of three types of items that are helping you kind of build up your arsenal for when the haunt eventually comes. So those will be items which you will keep with you and they can be useful right. throughout the game. So some of them will be weapons. Um, some of them will be, you know, stat boosts or things that kind of lets you have yeah. greater clairvoyance. All the things you'd expect in this type of game. Mm-hmm. Some of them are events where you will um, do a dice roll or based on what your stats are because you have different stats. Um have a bunch of different outcomes that can happen in a classic, you know, narrative roll the die, see what happens yeah. narrative kind of game. So, you know, it'll be like an event. Uh, the walls are screaming at you. Roll a die to see if you yeah. go insane or not, that kind of thing. Um, and then some of the cards are called omens and the omens are basically items, but they're kind of cursed items. And basically anytime you get an omen, that's when you do, uh what's called a haunt roll which will determine if the haunt right. is triggered or not and it just becomes more and more difficult to succeed against the pressure of the haunt as the game goes on so eventually it will trigger just out of yeah as the house exerts its evil influence haunt... over you yeah exactly as as the mm-hmm. night as the night continues and at that point whoever um you know, based on how the haunt was triggered and what room with which omen, you'll look at a little chart on in the rule book. You'll see which haunt you're doing, see who the traitor is. And at that point, that person will physically get up from the table, probably go into a different room or go outside, um, look at mm-hmm. their rules for how they win. Everybody else will look at their rooms for how they collectively win. And when everyone's ready, we come back to the table and... It's a totally different game. It's way more adversarial. It's the team against the the haunted traitor. And as long as, for the most part, as far as I know with the haunts, as long as one member of the good guys survives to defeat the haunt, yep. the whole team wins. Yeah. So there's a lot of asymmetry and variability and randomness scattered throughout this game and lots yeah. of different storytelling directions. Uh Ed, you talked yeah. a little bit about the stats that you have as different characters. Do you want to just touch on a little bit like not I mean <clears throat> not all the specifics but just the general parameters of how that works? Yeah, basically you just have these little sliders that you'll slide up and down as your stats increase or decrease. You have four main you have four stats that are kind of subdivided into two main categories. So your physical stats are speed and strength, and your mental stats are sanity and I think intelligence. So. Yeah. Knowledge, right. Or knowledge, it's knowledge. Um 
Yeah. And so, you know, different characters will have different um, areas of expertise, but, you know, it's dynamic. You can go up and down those sliders. And actually, the way that you die is if any of your stats hit zero, which is the skull right. at the bottom of the tracker, then your right. character you're dies and you're, you're taking game. damage from um, attacks. You know, sometimes from the house itself, even before the haunt, and then for sure after the haunt mm-hmm. against whatever evil from presence you're going things, up yeah. against. And yeah, like you usually have, well, in in at least a good number of cases, you have some choice of which stat you lower in that case. But eventually, yeah. Yeah, it, generally it'll, it'll tell you, um, you know, take two die, two dice of physical damage so you'll roll two dice and whatever the dice tells you is how much damage you take and then you can assign that across your physical stats your speed and your strength accordingly so you can decide strategically what's best for you yeah um and all the dice just you know have zeros ones and twos on them so there's nothing too bad yeah no sixes (laughs) um Anything else about rules? Yeah. Or I think that pretty much covers it. Because this is one of those games that every time you play, you are going to have to look at the rule book because yeah. the haunt will different, be different. Different every time. victory conditions because every time. Different like, yeah, yeah. different house different every house. time, and the villain you're going up against is different too. Well, yeah. Well, um, you want to talk about tips yeah. and strategies? Yeah, let's go there next. That sounds good. Um, I've got one just off the bat that's pretty elementary but you know is at least a good starting point and that's just you know explore as much of the house as you can as early as you can just because you know a lot of times well until you know what haunt is triggered you're not going to know what items you're going to need but or what rooms right, you're going to need to have discovered. I mean, pretty much every time there's certain rooms and certain items that are essential to being able to win. And the more of those you already have on hand before the haunt is triggered, the better. Yes. Um, mine is going to be kind of an addendum to that. So it's also going to be be willing. And, and as a default, I think it's good for everybody as a team early in the game to split up. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to spread out across the house because yeah. you don't know what the haunt is going to be. And just as a default, it's good to have yourselves spread out because one, it's more likely you'll discover more rooms because, you know, certain rooms can only be revealed in certain um, right. levels of the house. So while the basement may seem very unappealing, somebody should probably go down there to start building it out and, you know, make it accessible for everyone else when the time comes. And then also because you don't know what the haunt is going to be, you don't know who's going to be betraying you and what their win condition is. You're kind of protecting yourself and protecting the whole team. If you're spread out, because then it won't be too easy for the evil person to kill everyone off at once. If they're going to have to do a lot more movement to do so to catch each person. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah, it really is. And, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, my, my only other one is, um, 
it's more philosophical than gameplay and that's just lean into the theme and the spooky and honestly the goofiness of this game because one of the cool things about the haunts is that while they are all you know horror themed and appropriate for the haunted house setting there is a pretty broad spectrum of what you can get so you can have something as classic as you know kill a werewolf at silver bullets or you can have like a giant demon Cthulhu monster worm Ouroboros is spreading out across the entire house, devouring everything yeah. one room at a time. You know? So just, yeah, just yeah. have fun no, with I, it. I think that's, and yeah, I think that's a good good way of, of thinking about it, for sure. Um, well, Do you have anything else? Yes and no. I mean, if you don't have anything else to say on this, I guess we can shift to favorite thing about this game. But I wanted to add okay. one addendum to that. And that is maybe we can start with our favorite thing about the game, but I think it'd also be fun to just say what our favorite haunt mm-hmm. is <laughs> that we've played. Yes, with the caveat yeah, that certainly. I have not done them all. Because as many times as I've played this game, it's still... It is yeah, a very it's a deep, deep well. well. Um, Do you want to start with okay. favorite haunt or um, with I, favorite thing about the game? I'm yeah. going to go with favorite haunt. And I kind of just gave it away. Yeah. It is the It's Ouroboros. a very good one. Um, I don't. There are a couple. Did we that play are that one together? Similar. I think we must have. I don't, I don't know. But like, see, there are a couple that are very similar to this. Um, where like you know the house will kind of collapse yeah. room by room, or like something will yeah. spread room by room. Um, this is just the one that stands out the most to me, just because of the mm-hmm. theme of this giant worm um, is fun. And I also give a shout out to one that I want to. This is not my favorite by any means, but um, one that I do want to mention because, as far as I know, it's the only one where the game remains fully cooperative the whole way through is there is a treasure. Oh, hunt, that's fun. Um, haunt. Yeah. It's actually, it's not as fun because you know, there's less of that mm-hmm. drama, but it remains that um, it's kind of a race against time to find the okay. treasure before time runs out. My favorite you? one is the, I mean, it's kind of basically she Like there's a giant spider so there's a giant Ooh, spider and the giant spider like basically captures one of the characters and like lays eggs in them. And that, yeah, it's gross. gross. But, but then, but then what you've got to do <laughs> is the spider is running. You, the spider is running around trying to kill everyone. And then you are trying mm-hmm. to like find the anic- antidote to like kill the spider eggs in the person and then get out of the house. The The fun trade-off on this right. is that the spider will not attack the person who has the eggs in them as long as they have the eggs in them. Okay. Yeah, that one's really that fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. And I like it's the a good team. one. Yeah. Um, other than the haunts themselves, I think my favorite thing 
about the game is the mm-hmm. the house like the whole the design of not having a static yeah. board you know where there's a set out map for you um but you get to build it out every time it's so different it gives you something to be creatively invested in during that early phase of the game when it's not super adversarial um it just it just has this constant sense of mystery and possibility that fits the theme so well and i know we were we were like looking at the differences between the second edition which is the one that I have and have had for a long time. And the third edition that you recently got, which came out a year ago. And there might like with the house itself, I think that there are minor differences in how the individual rooms look, but I think across both editions, I yeah. don't know what the first edition looks like, but it just looks really yeah, great regardless. It um, it's really fun to just have the whole house built out in front of you and there's actually one haunt that i played once that you know going into it we had built out the house more than i ever were you running out of out. tile and the haunt as soon as we triggered it <laughs> wow basically yeah like we had drawn it out so like we knew the haunt would be coming very soon mm-hmm. because there was almost nothing left and then the haunt immediately told us to collapse the entire house except for like five rooms and it was very sad because the house we mm-hmm. built was just really great Man, yeah. that's uh yeah, that's like a Wasn't poetic commentary on like the transitory nature of life. My goodness. Um Yeah. What else yeah. do you have? Favorite aspects of this game. I think one thing that I really like about it is the the feeling you get from the tension ratcheting up gradually as you get closer and closer to the haunt. And yeah, when you pass around the, uh, like the bowl of dice for the haunt rolls and everybody's holding their breath. Because once you get within that one to two turns of one, it's probably going to happen. Like everyone kind of knows it's coming, but then like, you know, Mm -hmm. I like two things about that. I like the the tension. I feel like there aren't many games that have that level of tension halfway through, which is just kind of fun. Uh, so I really like mm-hmm. that part of the game. The other thing I really like about the game is the fact that, like, it's not always predictable which player is going to get tapped as the threat. So you can't predict it solely based on whose yeah. turn it is when it happens. And I like that like just in injection of uncertainty, I guess. Yeah. Of distrust. Yeah. And, and because of the way the game is set up where the first half is not very adversarial. And even when it Mm. is, it's against the house and you kind of build up these relationships and partnerships in game that everybody's kind of dreading that those may come to an end. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I, yeah, I, I love that part of it this game what about worst worst um i think for me worst thing about this game is depending on how things shake out in terms of what items are pulled by whom 
there are sometimes playthroughs of this where that I think can fall a little bit into the the trap of like or the main character syndrome of like an escape room where like one or two people kind of like kind of take charge of mm-hmm. like dictating to other people what they're what the team should do and you have like some players that are much more active in that plan and other players that maybe don't have as much to do and um yeah this is the issue that we, we yeah yeah it's, i mean it's an issue lot. with horrified that that cooperative yeah, and, game I mean, trap pandemic as well pandemic, they all have this problem they all and have like it. it's kind of built into the game to some degree and you know you can you know mitigate it somewhat by the fact that you can you know swap items if you're on the same spot but um yeah it's i mean you're right it's not really a criticism of this game specifically so much as it just an acknowledgement of a weak point in this genre of game as a whole that's just kind of baked into the formula you can't fully escape it yeah, and it, and again, is at the whims of yeah. the players themselves. But but I think like one thing that yeah. kind of can exacerbate it in this game is like you you have some items that are pretty powerful in this one. So yes, it can that can kind of swing things in funky ways at times. What about for you? Yeah, my my low point is that I think one of the pitfalls of this game is that they there are almost too mm-hmm. many haunts mm. because while it sounds so awesome that you could play this 50 times and every time there's a different haunt, it's not exactly true because a lot of them um, structurally yeah. are very similar. Um, even though it, like thematically they may have a different skin and some of them are better executed than others. And what that leads to is that while the first half of the game pre-haunt is pretty consistent and is really excellent at that sense of build-up and tension that we talked about, it means that there's a little bit of, you know, a roll of the dice on if you're going to get the payoff or if it's going to kind of deflate a bit and be a bit yeah. underwhelming. Um, and some of that's down to the quality of the haunt selected. And some of it is also, even with a good haunt, just luck of, well, did we have what we needed when the haunt was triggered? We can't get that one room to come out of the stack in time. Nothing we can do about it, but just slowly mm-hmm. die, you know? Yeah. But again, that is that is part of the flaws of cooperative games as well, or honestly any game where you're pulling things randomly from a deck of cards or a stack of tiles or a bag of chips. It just, it is what it is or rolling dice. Randomness mm-hmm. is part of the game, but you feel it a little bit more in a game like this, just because the setup is so such a big percentage of the overall experience that you want it to pay off well. And you're not always guaranteed that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think yeah. uh, completely agree, and I think you you nailed the you, you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, is there anything else we want to say about the expansion? Am I right that it's basically I mean, just more stuff? 
Uh, yeah, I think you you hit on the big points, the fact that, you know, you suddenly have access to the roof. So another story of the house is added in. And then also the fact that, you know, it's 50 new haunts like, um, yeah, I the in terms of like differences to the gameplay, like I haven't I haven't played through the expansion, but to my understanding, I don't think there are radical changes to what you were doing. Yeah. That's I, that's my understanding as well. And I've seen mixed reviews on it. And it's been one of those expansions that at times, especially maybe a few years ago, I thought about getting. But now, you know, I yeah. don't think I need it. Um, and I definitely, I don't play this game as much as I mm-hmm. used to to justify yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I used to play this game a lot because one thing I haven't said is that this game was the first non-party game like modern board game mm-hmm. that I owned. Like this this game has like a very, very special role in my collection. Like I think I got this game in 2018 after playing it um at a friend's house and I had such a fun time and I just didn't know that this kind of thing even existed because my whole concept of like, oh we're gonna play a game was um you know, resistance and secret Hitler and cards against humanity and things like that. Um, and like Jackbox oh, yeah. games, you know, oh, the, yeah. the party game suite. And this really changed that. And yeah, I mean, and now here we are. So this is the, this house is the foundation for me, at least on my side of the equation on which this. Yeah. This enterprise so uh, definitely. A, a yeah. big, so this a, special yeah, absolutely a big, uh, big, big on the nostalgia factor here for sure, and yeah, and like my copy is, you know, it's it's a bit beaten up, it's it's been through some very fun times, but I just have a very special place absolutely. in my heart for it, and you know, I I thought at one point about if I wanted to sell it or trade it in to get the um the updated mm-hmm. version that you got but i just have i just have too much nostalgia yeah. for my actual copy you know it's like an old version of a book that you have had for a long time and maybe like you buy another copy to actually read because the old one is just too beaten yeah. up but you keep it anyway yeah it's like uh yeah yeah absolutely um anything else you wanted to touch on before we give it a give it a rating No. Cool. Uh, do you want to go? I feel like should I should I just I'll just cap off because I kind of that was basically my, my yeah, explanation. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. gonna go with an eight. Um, yeah, this is this is a really fun game. It's not a game that I feel the need to play very often, and also um, the player count is a factor as well because it's not you know there's no two player option. And it's fine at three. I've had a great time playing it with three. Four or more is the sweet I feel like spot. four, four yeah. plus is ideal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is an excellent thematic mm-hmm. game, as they say. 
um, both in the role playing element and the yeah. haunted house theme. I think that, you know, even with the second edition, which is a bit dated and like some of the chips and things like that are kind of annoying to dig through because they're not super visually right. um, well designed. But overall, it's mm-hmm. a very well designed game. The miniatures, even in the second edition, like, you know, they're very cheap plastic, yeah. but they're painted. That's something. The house itself looks great. I love the graphic design of the items no and the omen cards. The the characters all have little fun yeah. facts on their cards. Um, yeah, and like the haunts, for the most part, like regardless of, you know, as we said with the inconsistency of the gameplay, thematically, they're very rich and, you know, capture a pretty wide variety of scary experiences you know so we have classic you know folklore monsters we have creepy dolls and clowns and pandemics and you know cosmic horror lovecraftian Mm -hmm. demons exorcisms the whole thing um so yeah i'm gonna go with an eight i mean what about you i think we're of a similar mind on this game it gets an eight from me as well i think uh We've already touched on a lot of the things I that really sell this game for me. The you know the the tile design for the house, the you know, and you know, as much as you you know critiqued the varying quality of the haunts, like something about having fifty different scenarios, like I don't know, it just excites me, even if they're not all. It's, it's compelling. Just, yeah, it's, compelling. It, it's a big selling point. Even if you, even if uh, they're not all amazing, like most of the ones I've played mm-hmm. have been enjoyable. Like I can't remember more than maybe one or two that I was disappointed by. And um, just, it's a marvel of play testing. Like it must've required so much play testing to, like iron out all of this i think just especially especially back in 2004 yeah. when you know online playtesting wasn't so much a yeah. thing you couldn't get you know social media feedback or online surveys right. the way that people do now um so yeah i i think this game deserves a lot of respect yeah so those are those are my reasons for 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 giving it the score that that I do um and then you know the yeah the as far as like the why it isn't higher than that I think um like the you know the the randomness of the items and like the you know just the yeah I mean the 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 inconsistency yeah especially on the inconsistency of the experience particularly with regard to like the level of contribution everybody can make to it yeah Yeah. but i am very happy with how we uh rounded out this uh this spooky month with uh another game that is emblematic of the season it's been very fun I know. And I've had, it's been a fun month. Um, 
it's given us a good excuse to kind of branch out in terms of the types of yeah. games that we've covered, no which is nice. And But at the same time, I'm excited because for the next couple weeks, we are going to be uh, doing paying some tribute and reviewing what I think is our shared, most mm-hmm. anticipated release yeah. of 2023. Um yeah, and then as we've talked about in the past, going into the end of the year, we're probably going to fill most of December with a lot of discussion episodes, just kind of taking stock, doing some rankings. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit those um, rankings, yeah. Yeah. I know. So I'm I'm looking forward to what I think most of no- November yeah, and December. There's a lot to hit like. on, um, you know, between now and yeah. then. Well, that's that's what I was alluding to. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other thing I was going to shout out is that even though October isn't done yet, we are already a significant amount past um, our previous month of listenership record, which was September. So the listenership continues, yeah, continues to just tick upward month by month. Um, and yeah, that's that's very encouraging. And it's, I, f- I think we talked about this a few episodes ago, but it's a good mix as well of people revisiting some of the, the older episodes as well. Um, so yeah, we have a good back catalog at this point. Yeah. Soon we'll have uh, as many episodes as haunts on the house on the hill. Yeah, but thanks we'll for tuning there. in, yeah. everybody, and uh, all right. Hope that you had a great Halloween weekend. 